Welcome to the Habits to Goals podcast with Martin Grunberg. It's time to take control of your life. Are you ready to achieve goals faster and more consistently than ever before? You need the habit factor. You're listening to Habits to Goals, the podcast that helps you create the habits that lead to success. And here is Martin Grunberg. All right. Welcome back. Thank you for joining me. My name is Martin Grunberg, and you are, of course, joining us here at the Habits to Goals podcast. I'm pretty fired up because I just came off one full week of not podcasting. In fact, I think it was my first first break after 19-plus weeks, and it worked out brilliantly in terms of balance and... We had two kids up in the Santa Barbara, Ohio region uh, at their respective soccer camps. And then I got to spend a little QT quality time with wifey. So everybody was happy. But of course, the podcast released no new episodes for just one week, which was really fascinating because. Today, the day I'm recording, is Monday, and it was the first day back. That one was actually in the hopper, probably giving you too much info, but the gist is the first day back, it was a huge pop. It was a record, all-time record in downloads. So apparently (laughs) it's good to be missed, and again, that's part of the reason I'm fired up. What's the other reason? Oh, here. I promised I would share some of these as I get them. Um, Again, some of them. Hello, Martin. I've just reached the application, and this would fall under the GTR, of course, the Good Things Report, the way we kick off our interviews when we have them. So I'll start over. Hello, Martin. Technically, it says, hi, Martin. I've just reached the application section of the habit factor, and have already committed myself to a new daily schedule of rising early, meditation, reading. Uh, he goes on to list probably, and and this was my reply, uh, I want to take it slow. It's best to focus on one or two habits. And he goes on to list about three or four others. He's clearly fired up. And he says, I'm going to do all this before I Leave the crib at 6.30. Here is probably why I'm sharing this, because this continues to happen. And as we get more demographic data around uh, the podcast, the app, the book, uh, just find it fascinating. So he goes on and says, I've just turned 58. He's a young, young 58, and I feel like my life has just begun all over again. It's only going to be bad habits that cause me to fail, but I'm determined to set new habits in place through his daily schedule. Thank you for the inspiration, and that is from Stuart. And I'll thank him again in case he's uh, listening, but I thanked him in the email. Stuart, thank you for sharing that. Again, that's what keeps the uh, engine stoked on this end. Um, It took, and if you listen to this, (laughs) you probably heard me say this 
too many times. It took many years, a lot of energy, very draining effort to uh, put this book together, but it's been beyond rewarding. And again, I'm reminded as I do things like the podcast and other efforts, by the way, that's another quick GTR. Um, there's going to be some really cool courses coming out in the near future. I'll update you. So again, Stuart, thank you for that. I've probably spent too much time getting everybody up to speed, but I am again, grateful you are joining me and I want to get right into right into after a few minutes of our topic at hand. And I think this is absolutely critical. You know, we are, we are the Habits to Goals podcast, and, and of course we are habit-focused and goal-focused, but so much of this has to do with the mindset and the foundation that I believe <clears throat> leads to, you know, the, the all-elusive, quote-unquote, successful life. And so when I do these mind bullets, I'm often reminded of the core precepts. And and one of these is detailed. The one we're going to talk about is in a nice diagram in The Pressure Paradox, which, of course, is a book, the follow-up to The Habit Factor. But the topic is adaptability. And I want to start with a quote by the late, great Chuck Darwin. And the reason is people become fixated on a path, a course, a strategy, a model, yet times continue to change, skills change, people change, technology changes, and Darwin hit it on the head, and of course he was referring to species, but this applies to what we might call the ultimate species, which is human. So it's not the smartest or the strongest that survive, but the most adaptable to change. And I may be botching that only slightly because I haven't even looked it up, but I'm going to go ahead and do that. So hang on. But the gist is, it's not the smartest. It's not the strongest. It's the most adaptable to change. And the question is, and I'm reminded of this so often, are we adapting? Are we free to change our course? Are we free and mature enough, really, to look at all the options, weigh the possibilities one way or the other? So now I'm going to pull up the official quote. Hang on. So I'm very pleased I looked this up for a couple reasons. One of the top hits is always And for the most part, I really uh, like this site. It's, quote, investigator. So the funny thing is it says uh, that Darwin didn't say that. But realistically, if you go further down the page, what it does say is that he just said that in a much – in fact, he wrote it in his – 
um, origin of species. So I'm going to, I'm going to read this straight off. Um, according to Darwin's origin of species, it is not the most intellectual of the species that survives. It is not the strongest that survives, but the species that survives. Now I know, now I know why it was shortened. The species that survived is the one that is able best, best able. It says able best to adopt and adjust to the changing environment in which it finds itself. So whoever it was that's credited for shortening, uh, you know, props to him because I think that's the way it should be. It is not the strongest species that survives nor the most intelligent, but the one most responsive to change. In any event, you get the picture and I apologize if I'm beating this into the ground but I want to look at this from several angles as we tend to do with our mind bullet topics and the first is I had mentioned that diagram in the pressure paradox and and really it's in the area where um, I talk a fair bit about this idea that I think it was Carol Dweck, you know, wrote an entire book on it. It was called Grit. But the question is, what are the elements that make up grit? What does that look like? Like So to get to grit, and you'll see where, where adaptability comes into play, you, you must have vision. And then you must have this belief. So belief, hopefulness, positivity, believing it's possible, sits on top of vision. And then above that is this idea of patience. And as you go up the pyramid, you got courage, the ability to reframe mistakes, and you continue up and you got creativity and persistence. And I can't even read it here. Um, right after persistence, so so as you climb that pyramid at a certain point, and this is exactly where it comes in, is resilience, adapting, and then mental toughness, and then you are reflective because, and I know that's hard to visualize all that in in a podcast and not look at it on the diagram, so maybe I'll link to it from, from the podcast. Not maybe. I will add the PDF some way you can even download it. I just got to write a note to myself. So <clears throat> that is how the grit pyramid kind of stacks up. And it's this growth mindset. Remember, adaptive, reflective. That That is not going to come from a fixed mindset. And that's what Carol's work is all about, this growth mindset. So we'll talk about that another day. I don't want to get off topic. The point is, and we seem to share this quote a lot, Aristotle's quote <clears throat> on wisdom was experience plus reflection. And we all know the people, unfortunately, who do not, they keep experiencing things, often the same things, and there's no <laughs> adaptability, there's no adjustment, and there's no reflection 
By the way, reflection would come first. If there were reflection, there might be hopefully some adaptability and they may alter their course. So wisdom, equal measure, experience plus reflection, hard to have adaptability, which is where we're going here, without that reflection component. And the next dimension or angle I want to look at this is from a relationship standpoint. If if a key to a happy life, existence, contentment, one of the pillars is relationships because we are sentient beings and and relationship, we are social animals. So even those people who think that they're not, and we know plenty of them, um, they will tell you at their core they're, they have very few but deep relationships with somebody. It could be parents, brothers, sisters, cousins, best friends. So it may not be a ton of relationships, but they are social creatures. And my point here is because everybody sees things entirely uniquely, when Covey talked about synergy, one plus one equaling three or more, it is only through what he called habit number five, right? Seek first to understand, then to be understood. Seek first to understand, then to be understood. This all, if you, if you were to just bundle it all up, equates to, right, all of this equates to our ability to adapt, to be flexible. Because if relationships are a key to not just business success, but a successful, content, happy life, and everybody sees things differently, sees things differently, it's incumbent upon us to be adaptable to be flexible, to understand. And I think that ties straight back to, you know, Darwin, if you will. It's not the strongest or the most intelligent, but the most adaptable to change. So because this is already getting a little long, I don't know if I should dare get into a third angle. Well, I'll just leave it at this, actually, because I touched on it. It's part of this idea that fixating on models that have worked before, again, fixating, just the word itself tells you <laughs> tells you it, it may not be the best thing to do. It's not necessarily wrong, but using a feedback will tell you whether you need to adapt or not. So the challenge for you as you uh, take this all in and reflect upon it is to see where in your life there may be challenges. They could be relationship challenges. They could be business challenges. They could be both business and relationships. And, and rather than fixate on a particular path, consider all the options and keep considering all the options 
continue to take information. Obviously, at a certain point, you have to take action. You have to move. And then, of course, you should move. But stay open, stay flexible, remain adaptive. Darwin handed us the solution a couple hundred years ago, the solution that is to survival. And last time I checked, in order to be, quote, unquote, a success, part of the requirement (laughs) is... You need <laughs> you you should probably be alive. Not that there aren't people who passed away that aren't successful, but my point is surviving and being alive is a good first step. So if that's the good first step, then the key is again, not according to me, not according to Uncle Billy, uh, but according to Darwin, don't be strong, don't be super intelligent, just be, it's not that you can't be strong, you should be super strong, you should be super intelligent, but but the most important thing is to be flexible, remain adaptable, and I'm going to have to cut me off there. I may uh, swing back around because there's so much more to this I could get into. But as a mind bullet, it's got to be short. Be adaptable. See where you can adapt. See where you can take in information. See where you can find the third, the fourth, the sixth alternative. And then when you got to move, you got to move. All right. Thank you again for joining me. That was fun. Sorry I went a little long. And I... I'm looking forward to connecting with you on the next episode. Until then, take care. Thank you very much. Good night now. Really quickly, I just wanted to let you know, if you go to thehabitfactor.com forward slash join, J-O-I-N, habitfactor.com forward slash join, Answer a few questions there and you can join our little secret private accountability group. This really only works for those who are committed, of course, to change and interested in forging habits and want the benefit of a supportive group. And I should probably mention The answer is yes, it is no cost. It is free. Again, we're just doing this for a handful of people who are interested in supporting others, empowering change within themselves and others, and really you got to have the right temperament and want to do this. But it's been extremely rewarding, so I figured I'd Throw this out on the podcast. Again, for the right people, thehabitfactor.com forward slash join, J-O-I-N. And if you see a little survey with a few questions, it means we're still taking applications. Thank you. Hey, really quick, I just want to remind you, if you want to grab your habits 
and goals tracking template, the template that started it all. You can get that really quickly. Just text me at 33444 and simply text the word habits. That is habits, H-A-B-I-T-S, to 33444, and you will get the tracking template immediately. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Thanks for dropping a quick review. It'll take you less than 30 seconds if you're getting value. And with that, I will see you on the next Mind Bullet Monday. I'm out.